Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This episode is brought to you by Collinson. The pandemic has introduced major disruption to our lives and spending habits. And these shifts are having a distinct impact on customers' loyalty to your brand. As experts in customer engagement and loyalty, Collinson can help you to harness your data for deeper customer understanding and adapt your customer strategy to successfully navigate uncertainty so that your loyalty program will continue to drive engagement and deliver new revenue streams. Make every interaction count. Visit collinsongroup.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to episode 96 of Let's Talk Loyalty. And my guest today is a man I would describe as a true believer in the power of loyalty programs to drive commercial results. Adam Daniels is the Chief Executive Officer at IAG Loyalty Limited, a company that operates loyalty programs for the five airlines in the International Airlines Group. In today's episode, we talk about the origins and history of IAG loyalty and some exciting growth areas of the business that have really grown impressively despite the pandemic. We also talk through some innovative partnerships they've done in recent months in financial services, way beyond the typical credit card propositions we are all so familiar with. So, Adam, welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty. Paula, thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's great to talk to you. And I know we, we share a common uh, former company, in fact, as I was just looking through your background. 26 years with British Airways, Adam, my goodness. Don't tell anybody. Oh, I know, I know. I shouldn't say a thing. <laughs> Listen, um, I love the work you're doing with IAG Loyalty. Um, so uh, really keen to understand uh, all of the history of the company and all of the stuff you're doing now, particularly in the, the pandemic world we're all dealing with. Uh, but before we get into your story, tell me what is your favorite loyalty statistic? Yes, uh, I've, well, I've been thinking about that question and what I should use. And I've gone with a stat um, which shows the power of loyalty. Uh, and the scale of our business that many of your listeners might not know. Sure. So uh, in any given year, our members spend about £40 billion a year. So that's about $55 billion (laughs) in pursuit of earning Avios. Oh, my goodness. That's from from flying, that's from credit cards, bank accounts, uh, hotels, car hire, but it's a huge number. It is a huge number, Adam. Wow. Well, it certainly has the wow factor. And as you said, we do, um, we have plenty of listeners who may not even know the Avios brand, for example, may not know the IAG loyalty brand as yet, uh, but you have an extraordinary history that goes back many years. I think, in fact, my research says nearly 30 years. So I'd love if you would tell us all about the company and uh, and the businesses you operate. Yes, absolutely. I, I think that you know many people don't know we have a pretty rich heritage in in loyalty. Air Miles was formed in in 1988 uh, wow. by uh, Sir Keith Mills, which some of your listeners may know, founded Nectar, yeah. uh, the business that's uh, now owned by Sainsbury's. Yeah, uh, and you know that 
at the time was pretty groundbreaking in the loyalty space, certainly in travel. Yeah. Um, and then just to confuse matters, in, in 2000, BA Miles was launched, which was a separate currency. Oh, and I didn't know about that one. Yeah, it's it's a separate cu- currency, okay. um, but with a specific focus on the airline itself. So not a uh, general customer base, but specifically frequent flyers. Okay. And so we had two currencies running in parallel, if you like, until Avios uh, started in 2012 with the formation okay. of the Avios travel group Mm -hmm. and then most recently we changed our name again just to confuse everybody one more time (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, and we're now called ig loyalty and that's because we're more than just a currency Uh, we're looking at being an being a loyalty provider across the airlines and beyond Okay, okay. And it's five airlines. Um, I know that you operate loyalty programs for Adam. So uh, British Airways, obviously the original with That's Iberia. Right. And um, then my own favorite, of course, is Air Club. So, so five airlines and, and how many kind of members are we talking about across that group? Yes, well, there are about uh, approximately 35 million members wow. across the group. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's obviously British Airways, as you say, is the biggest of the airlines, but there's still a lot of members in yeah. Air Club. There's a lot of members in the Vueling Club as well. Yeah. So a lot of different members. Uh, and quite a few of our members are actually in the States. So uh, we have oh, strong, yeah. strong membership in the UK, Spain, yeah. Ireland, and the USA. That's amazing. Yes. And I, I remember vividly, actually, just when you used the name Air Miles, uh, because I did a fair bit of work um, out of Gatwick with BA Holidays. And I do remember Air Miles was actually headquartered together uh, with BA Holidays again back in the late 90s, dare I say it. That's uh, right. So there, there's immense power and value in that name. So in terms of just that 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 major rebrand to the Avios currency, because I know that's something that you've made huge progress with, um, but as, as we all know, changing a, a brand that's been around for 20 years does take a lot of time. So so tell us a bit about that. Was that due to the, I suppose, uh, combination of those five airlines coming together under one group? Yes, that was part of it. Uh, and also a currency that uh, brought the two parts of the business together was also important. Okay. Uh, and, you know, we know, I'm, I'm you know, we're, we're honest enough to know that some people still call it BA Miles. There are some people yeah. that still call it, you know, uh, Vueling Puntos. So we understand okay. that. But okay. it's about bringing the, the, the businesses together, bring the currency together. And actually now yeah. it's got uh, pretty good uh, recognition across our different uh, customers and across our different airlines. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and I do love it, actually, because, um, you know, short, snappy names like that, that actually become memorable, I do think are very powerful. So, um, again, I know how difficult it is to come up with something to replace a legacy brand, uh, but great work. And I know you're you're still operating, for example, the British Airways Executive Club, Executive Club, pardon me, as well as Iberia Club uh, Plus and all of those loyalty programs. Yes, absolutely. Doing something specific for those customers, but also trying to get an infrastructure in place where Mm -hmm. we can move and put things in place for customers in the different programs going forward. Indeed. And I was looking at some of your stats as well, Adam. Um, 279 destinations pre-pandemic, um, carrying approximately 118 million passengers a year. And as you said, uh, spending over £40 billion then to, uh, to earn Avios. So just an extraordinary business. 
It's a huge business, and I've got to be honest, I thought I knew a lot about it when I <laughs> Uh, came and uh, joined this business a few years back. Yeah. You know, I joined as CEO just over a year ago. Interesting okay. timing. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it is a, a huge business. And as I say, yeah. the power of loyalty that potentially people don't understand um, or who are not used to it, not close to it, just how important that is yeah. and what it could do for your business. Yes. You know, it can really help drive the bottom line and can really, you know, get our customers uh, more sticky, if you like, with the brands that you're associated with. So, you know, it's it's been a really interesting year for me as CEO um, with all of everything that's going on with the pandemic. But what it's also shown me in that time yeah. is that customers have remained very loyal to us. Wow. Um, and, you know, the currency has shone through in those wow. last 12 months. Yeah. And in terms of your background, Adam, what I really did like is your previous role and the most recent role you had before you left British Airways was Chief Commercial Officer. And one of the things we often talk about on this show is, you know, loyalty programs are often kind of hidden under, you know, the marketing team and they don't get the visibility. And to your point, they don't always get to shine through. So I think it takes somebody that has your commercial credentials, I think, to kind of, you know, take something like IAG loyalty and really demonstrate the power? Well, I, you know, I think that when I was the CCO of BA, probably the loyalty lever was the most powerful lever I had wow. in terms of driving yeah. uh, revenue. Everybody can use price changes, but in reality, the best lever was the loyalty business because lots of customers yeah. you know, wanted to uh, you know, where they wanted to fly, were able to fly, you know, using that law to you, it was very, very effective. And I know that's the case in lots of other businesses, but mm. and often forgotten. Indeed, yeah. And my own favourite career highlight, I will definitely say, was also using loyalty way before I was in the business, but when we were looking uh, within Emirates to to change channels for bookings. So again, you will be very familiar with the, the travel agency community. And we literally had the loyalty program Skywards, where we could literally say, okay, let's, you know, incentivize our loyal customers to book directly with Emirates.com. So yes, I think for me, that's when I kind of went, wow, this is the most powerful tool in my marketing toolkit. Yeah, and we spend an awful lot of money as airlines trying to uh, uh, obtain new customers. You know, yeah. we should also spend a lot of our time uh, with yeah. our existing customers looking to, you know, yeah. get more of their business. And we sometimes forget that. We sure do. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's another favorite term of mine, actually, Adam, a share of wallet. So I know there's lots uh, of loyalty professionals really looking at that now because at the end of the day, you know, if people are only giving you half their business, then there's still work to be done. So um, exactly right. Definitely work. So so that's fantastic. Um, you mentioned the timing of the pandemic um, coming in at a particularly, let's call it interesting uh, time in the, uh, the loyalty and airline business particularly. I'd love to hear how you guys have been responding to the pandemic. And given that the vast majority of your members were being triggered, as we said, mainly by their flights and their, their willingness to travel, which hasn't been the case to the same extent for the last 12 months. So I'd love to hear what's been going on for, for that time yes i think the you know the pandemic has obviously caused you know a major change for all of us and you know more no more so than the airline space and really our response was doing some of the things you would expect from us you know taking care of our customers uh extending vouchers 
booking yeah. with confidence, flexibility. That's the right thing to do. And frankly, it's what customers would expect from us. Yeah. Um, I think we've also tried to maintain the interest. And that's, uh, I think, been quite effective in terms of promoting uh, products and brands that um, customers could spend on or are interested in. And that's where our, our online shopping portal, our e-store has come in uh, very effectively. So okay. our e-store in the last 12 months has had its best 12 months it's ever had in its history. Wow. Um, with you know customers coming in and saying, well, if I can't earn miles through some of the ways I would normally do, I'll earn it this way. Yeah. And so yes, our, our e-store has, has, has been remarkably successful. Wow. In the last 12 months. Okay. And we've also tried to uh, focus on things that, you know, came up through the, through the pandemic that customers wanted to do. And we got a lot of feedback. And I know this has been a subject on some of your previous podcasts about mm. wanting to do something uh, with a currency. And so we mm. decided to do a promotion uh, both in Spain, Ireland, but particularly in the UK mm-hmm. around donating points uh, for the NHS and to allow um, yes. Yes. our you know, NHS teams to be able to go on a break. So we, we teamed up with the, um, the NHS in the UK. Okay. Um, and we weren't sure, if I'm honest, whether that would work or not. Yeah. Uh, would, would our customers want to do that? Would they want to use their points in this way? Yeah. But and the answer was a resounding yes. We had oh, just under 100 million points donated uh, wow. by over 9,000 members. Okay. And we've managed to award you know, trips across to Europe to over 5,000 NHS workers. So, you know, that's great. You know, wow. we're something we're proud of, but it also shows that customers, yeah. you know, wanted to uh, interact with us and wanted to use the currency yeah. uh, for, for, for things other than f- yeah. for them, yeah. uh, which I think is great and something yeah. we need to think about going forward. Yeah. And it comes, I suppose, very much um, within the topic. Again, we talk about a lot on this show and it's the balance between transactional loyalty. And I do want to explore the e-store a bit more with you. And then the emotional loyalty, which is coming through then very much. So like 5,000 NHS workers going on holidays, um, literally, you know, as guests of of Avios or IAG loyalty. I think that's that's a lovely message. And I had seen the call to donate um, because I'm not obviously in in the UK or or anywhere I can easily earn Avios. I didn't have the opportunity to earn or donate, but I hadn't realised that it had produced such extraordinary results. Yeah, and I think we were surprised, if I'm honest. We had some outline yeah. of what we thought the numbers would look like. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we got, and I got a lot of emails. I don't, I, I get, as a CEO, I get a lot of emails, <laughs> yeah. some of them positive, some of them less so. But uh, I got a lot of emails back from customers saying, this is exactly what we want you to do. It's exactly the sort of thing that we want you to, um, to engage yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, and I've also had some great emails from, from NHS staff themselves saying, brilliant, I wasn't wow. able to go away to go home, yeah. now I can. Yeah. So um, so that's been a real success. And, and, you know, we're thinking about that as we go forward. But as you say, yeah. emotional loyalty yeah. is very powerful if you get it right. 
It sure is. So was that a, a short-term tactical one, Adam, that um, you're considering for the future? Is that how it was designed? Yeah, so it was designed specifically uh, with this situation in mind. Okay. And uh, we managed to get it live pretty quickly, to be honest. Cool. Uh, we are thinking about how we uh, how we explore that space going forward because it doesn't exist for us today. It isn't an option for, for yeah. customers today to donate in that way. So we are looking at what we might do going forward. So that's yeah. an yeah. active conversation at the moment. Lovely, lovely. But it, it definitely, uh, it sounds like you just kind of nailed the zeitgeist um, because, you know, customers or members don't obviously email unless there's something uh, either very good or very bad with their, their loyalty program. So uh, the fact that they're reaching out uh, and it, it also, I think, um, is much greater than, you know, the CSR programs that we've all done in the past, um, which are well-intentioned, but sometimes in the form of, you know, it's a check or whatever. Yep. Um, we're sending people to travel, which is the beauty obviously of the airline business I just think it's a, it's a gorgeous one so I'm sure your social media team will have a field day with all the content coming in from that one <laughs> I'm sure they will <laughs> so just take me back a bit then to the the e-store as well um I know when we talked the last time you um you literally described it as an undiscovered gem so how how long has it been around actually is the first uh, question I wanted to ask you and then just again for maybe people who are not familiar with an e-store store um, and maybe the revenue model around that and why it can be so powerful for a loyalty program. Because again, thinking about this audience, there's lots of people with lots of loyalty points and earn and burn propositions, but mightn't have gone down the e-store route. So just would love if you wouldn't mind explaining that piece for me. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, we've had the uh, the online shopping portal, the e-store for for some time, for the last few years, two or three years that we've had it. Okay. Um, and we have it uh, specific to the individual airline because that's quite important. So okay. you don't go on to one, you go on to the British Airways e-store or the Vueling e-store or the Aer Lingus e-store. And we try and tailor some of the content to that. So uh, you might have something that's a bit more relevant, let's say to the Spanish market uh, yeah. in, in, uh, in the Iberia e-store. But okay. it's the ability to uh, shop, do your everyday online shopping, mm -hmm. uh, but yet earn currency on the back of it. And we do that uh, in association with Collinson. Collinson provide a lot of the uh, yeah. retailers that we uh, use. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk to them and we talk to the retailers. We do a lot of the, the, the tech, as it were, at the front end. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what we found is that once customers really see it and understand it they they stay with it and they really use it very effectively so you know yeah. you can go and buy a, an ipad uh, through that site with apple or through another retailer mm. you can go and book mm. uh, uh, tickets you can also use some of the high street stores that you would understand yeah. in the uk and in spain whether that's el Corte Inglés or yeah. uh, john lewis in the uk yeah. and we do see you know, lots of people uh, use that. And increasingly, mm. once they understand it, once they can see it, we see them stay with the channel as they go forward. Yeah. Using promotions, I think, is very useful. Okay. Uh, and we do that a lot. Black Friday, for instance, is a big, big uh, part of our e-store network. But certainly as a product, if you think about loyalty as a whole, it is yeah. something that, you know, we invested in, we thought we could work, and we're very pleased with the results we've had thus far. 
Yeah, super exciting because, yeah, I think always one of the um, pieces of feedback that we hear from members of loyalty programs is they want to earn more quickly. So um, it obviously proves the, the the power of models like coalition programs and all of those. So um, to be able to translate or offer all of the online shopping opportunities uh, to earn Avios, as you said, with airline specific um, stores, that, that sounds like just a, a very, I won't say a quick win because nothing's a quick quick win, but sounds like something that was almost waiting to be discovered. Yeah. And, you know, we have uh, quite a bit of feedback from customers saying, you know, I didn't know about this. Now I love it. So we have a piece of work still to do, I think, about making sure that visibility is there for everyone. Okay. But, you know, we have seen a lot. We talked about the pandemic, probably the biggest surprise for me. Yes, iPads and and uh, Apple products have flown off the shelves, but the we were able to see some of the transactional history. So okay. we see, for instance, fitness gear has gone through the roof in the, oh, last, wow. in the yeah. last 12 months. So it, you get some interesting data from it as well. Yes, absolutely. And again, listeners on the show will know that we had Rakuten Rewards in the US again That's as a right. similar model. So again, I think the world is just waking up to it. I'm not even aware in this part of the world where I am, where we really have something as compelling as an e-store where I can get maybe, um, you know, Avios or, or whatever. So I must go and uh, explore that some more. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, Adam, was um, the whole idea of employee loyalty, because I know that's something that you're very uh, positive and, and uh, interested in, in developing. So I'd love to, to talk through what you're doing in that space. So we've thought about that uh, and we've seen our customers uh, respond, you know, asking us, can you, can you, can we gain access to the currency? Can we, can we yeah. earn in different ways? Yeah. And we think employee loyalty is something that um, could work, uh, mm -hmm. whether that's, um, you know, if, if somebody's done something great in a company, they can be awarded with Avios because we know people like, like to get that, or yeah. whether it's through a certain type of activity. We launched internally something called Get Active with Avios, um, which um, gave people Avios if they did a certain amount of exercise. And we wow. did it for a couple of weeks, yeah. uh, not expecting, if I'm honest, too many people <laughs> do it yes um and we we had a huge number of people take it up oh, uh, wow. in fact so much so that my cfo uh who was looking at the numbers <laughs> got slightly worried i can uh, imagine and uh, said that we had to stop it uh on time and not extend it but Hilarious. it gives you a sense that if if you get it right and yeah. Um, you can reward people. There yeah. is something there. So we're, we're going to explore that. Yeah. Um, we've done also some work um, uh, in with a couple of other companies looking at that and also looking at how we could use uh, our technology to help in certain different ways with Avios and the currency. Mm. Uh, so, you know, we think that's got potential um, and okay. something we're exploring at the moment. Okay. And I know it was only done on a, you know, a short-term basis, but I think, first of all, the simplicity of Get Active with Avios, I think, you know, that cuts through immediately. I can totally imagine human resources directors all over the world going, yay, that's what we need. Just on the on the on an operational perspective, is it something that could be connected in with employee profiles or devices or how did it work on a day-to-day -day basis? So I think for the trial, what we did was we made it, you know, we, we did integrate it at a top level, but we didn't do too much work to make sure that, you know, it, yeah. 
it you know it, we we thought there was something there for us but certainly something yeah. we're thinking about whether we can integrate it in some of the bigger platforms uh, okay. in this space so that's yeah. something that uh, i know we're thinking about as part of our loyalty products and services um arm you know mm. we're looking to expand out of just focusing around frequent flyer programs to think about providing yeah. loyalty products and services uh, to, to the wider yeah. market and that's you know that's that's a first step in that space yes and i did congratulate you i think last time we spoke adam as well on just getting some of the basics in place because um i think previously uh, you know again avios was so busy building that you know the website wasn't in place and whatever and the core proposition um for partners that i was working on in fact for for air club um wasn't easy to articulate and i think there's a I, lot I, coming through now I agree. And I think that is something that, you know, we're working on still. We're not yeah. there completely. Okay. But it's I don't think it's any um, coincidence that in the last year, when we've got some of that technology in place, you know, we've launched probably four of the biggest partners that we've ever launched in our history. Wow. Um, new partners in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. So I think, you know, <laughs> yeah. it shows again the power of loyalty if you get it right. But also yeah. if you get the technical infrastructure in place, it does enable you to do, you know, some of the changes that we're talking about, whether it be the launch of Santander in Spain. We have a big uh, link there, mm -hmm. Barclays in the UK. And of course, the announcement yeah. uh, also we made a last month or two that we were linking up with Nectar and mm -hmm. with Sainsbury's. And mm -hmm. those are big changes for us, the like of which we haven't done for many years. Yeah. But, you know, again, the technical infrastructure was there to enable us to do it. Yeah. Uh, and also there was the belief in the currency going forward. Yeah. And again, just because the audience is global here, Adam, I will just um, explain a little more that um, obviously Santander and Barclays are big banking partners, uh, Nectar and Sainsbury. So that's grocery and coalition. So again, the most active sectors of any uh, loyalty industry. And you guys are plugging in, I think you said nearly one a month at this stage. Yeah, well, that's what we're, that's what we're hoping to do. Mm. Uh, and you're right to, to pick me up on, on the global <laughs> nature of your podcast. But I do think that, um, you know, in both the Santander and Barclays examples, we've yeah. gone not with just not with a credit card or not just with a credit card in okay. one instance. We've also done it with a bank account. And I oh, think that's nice. uh, something that yeah. um, potentially in the loyalty space we haven't done as well as we could have could have done. We always talk about credit cards. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, credit yeah. cards are very important. They are the main part of a lot yeah. of what we do. Yeah. But bank accounts should be another area that we look at. And and uh, I think certainly the early evidence from the work we've been doing with Santander and Barclays says that there's an appetite for that as well. So something yeah. that we thought could work mm. and thus far early early mm. results suggest mm. we're right yeah and and that resonates for me as a consumer adam as well because um i think i have regularly had underlying frustration with various banks that i've been with um and yet i'm inherently lazy or just not sufficiently incentivized to go and look elsewhere and yes there are plenty of credit cards that are vying for my business uh, but i don't really care about that because you know i've kind of done the research and uh, but i think that's a really big insight there in terms of like the whole banking relationship and then obviously the incentive because the lifetime value of a customer for their full relationship I think that's a really really big idea 
Yeah, and I think what has certainly surprised the banks we've been dealing with in the early data that we're getting back sure. is that people are prepared to move. One of the big issues with bank accounts, uh, certainly from the evidence we see in Europe, is people are very reluctant to move bank accounts. Yeah. But if the if the loyalty is in place going yeah. forward, yeah. that might change their perspective. And certainly yeah. that's the early read that we have from the data so far. Wow. Well, it sounds like we'll have to stay in touch, Adam, and you'll have to come back on the show definitely again to update me on all of this exciting work you're doing. Um, That's all of the questions I had from my side. Did you want to add anything else before we wrap up? Uh, No, I don't think so. It's been great talking to you. Thanks very much for having me. Not at all. And I would just say thank you to our friends in Collinson who put us in touch. So um, Adam Daniels, Chief Executive Officer at IAG Loyalty. Thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights, and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 170 executives in 20 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform, find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews and thanks again for supporting the show.